Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on internet land and socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Well, okay, thanks. Here we go. Oh man, Tommy Waits, Tom Waits, my buddy. And that was a, well, that was an homage to one of my favorite musicians slash celebrity actor, you name it, he's very versatile people of all time, Tom Waits. There is not a time that I'm painting that I don't at least listen to one or two of his songs. Sometimes I just listen to his songs when I'm painting and man, you can see, well, that was my version. I'm sure any of you hardcore Tom Waits fans out there would be like, what are you doing? It was just an homage, just a little fun thing I threw together at the beginning. And the reason why I bring up Tom Waits is because talk about, well, he's a genius, but talk about ingenuity. Talk about being different and using what you have, your unique gifts, your unique skills, all the shit he had lying around. Like I just recorded that with a pot from my kitchen and some other stuff that I threw together with some garage band samples, of course. He was one of the people who pioneered a lot of different sound in music, like bone machine, like all this stuff where swordfish trombones, like using bones and clangy instruments and saws and Tinny sounds, uh, you know, I'm sure he used pots and pans. I'm sure he used everything. But he threw that into music and made it all sound great. He bridged the gap between so many different kinds of music. And his voice is so unique. A lot of people at the get-go wouldn't go, oh, this guy's got an amazing voice. Sounds like he swallowed a bucket of nails. But he's got some range and he uses it. He uses what he's got. And now he's like one of my favorite singer-songwriters of all time. And that just shows you what you can do when you embrace 
your gifts, embraced your unique style or whatever has been given to you or whatever that you are able to harness, mold, and sharpen anything that maybe some people would go, oh, this person, you know, wasn't born with the uh, golden paintbrush in their hand. (laughs) I was going to say silver spoon, but that didn't make any sense. The golden paintbrush in their hand, but instead they developed their own unique style, their unique gifts, and they use some ingenuity. They use some stuff. Like I do that all the time using materials around my studio, around the city, incorporating them into my work, finding stuff from other people that I like and that I incorporate, that I try out, that I discard, that I blend and mix into my own style and filter through my own perspective to make it unique to me and my art. Because let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, we are all a product of what has come before us and where we were born into. Born into this. What we were born into, where we were born into, what era we were born to, all the context, we are a product of that. And then it's what we do with that. What we do with that context, what we do with what has come before us, how we build off of that, how we tweak it and mix it and make it into our own. That's where the good stuff is, you know. And that's what my friend Tommy Waits did. He was just, I mean, he knew music through and through. He knows music history. He's done a country album. He's done like borderline rap. I mean, he's pioneered so many things that uh, now musicians take and, you know, use and are inspired by, but he was also inspired by who came before him. So it's important to realize two things. One, we are a product of the things that have come before us. And two, it's what we do with our own unique gifts and plug into that context that makes us unique and makes us have our own voice. So how do you develop that? Well, lots of time, lots of blood, sweat, and tears, and passion, curiosity. you got to be curious. you got to see what's come before you. You've got to be aware of what's come before you. you got to be aware of what's going on out there in the art world or whatever you are, if you're a musician in the music world, if you're a director in the film world, be aware of what's come before you. Look at it, study it, soak it up, let it seep in through your bones, you know, get that in there and then start playing around. That's what I did. That's what a lot of great artists did. Like, you know, I use this Tom Waits thing at the beginning as an example. I mean, I'm not trying to break into the music world again. Or am I? Watch out for my new single coming out. Tom Waits 2, Electric Boogaloo. No, I just use that as an example of being inspired by something, trying it out, seeing what works for you. There's certain things that I, if I were to get into the music business, I'd be like, oh, there's some cool things that happened in that intro that I'm, I can build off of. But there's some stuff that didn't work. And that's what you do. You just kind of find your own voice through trying somebody else's voice a little bit. That's why a lot of people at the beginning, they try out they try to paint a van gogh painting or they try to paint a renoir painting or they try to paint a Giorgio o'keefe painting or whatever you know you they you try it out or if you're a writer you you try writing in the style of hemingway or bukowski or virginia wolf or you know whatever you try it out you're inspired by it you take it on for a moment and then discard it like a snake discards its skin after a while because you've developed your own voice through that nobody wants you to keep going down that. I want to be very clear about that. You don't want to go down that path of copycatting because people will see you and they will see through that and you will not have a career. But trying it out in the privacy of your own studio, learning what worked, like learning how those brushstrokes came to make the paintings that Van Gogh painted, 
those little short, thick brushstrokes with a lot of energy and color and life behind them, how those came together to create the movement and the color palette and composition and whatever the magic is that Van Gogh did, you get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of what went into making a painting like that. Now, it's not just about that. I mean, you have to, in order to paint like Van Gogh, you have to be Van Gogh. You have to have lived his life. You have to have suffered from mental illness and gone down that path in that era. There's no way to become Van Gogh, but we can learn from Van Gogh. We can learn from his technique a bit. We can learn from his pitfalls. We can learn from his color theory, you name it. So it is important to try on some of your idols. Try their style on, you know, do it as a practice. Do it as an exercise to get better and hone your own craft. And then once you feel like you've gotten a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, then see what you can do, what you can develop. Then start filtering that through your own experience, through your own life. You know, what makes you you? What makes you unique? I guarantee you, even if you tried, you're never going to be able to paint exactly like another person. There's great copycats out there, but there's some intangible energy or force behind it that just doesn't make it quite right. What you're trying to do is you're trying to be as honest about your experience and about your humanity as possible as an artist. And that's what you're doing with your work. That's what you're showing with your work. That's what makes your work universal. That's what makes people attached to your work. That's what makes it resonate. That's what makes it speak to them and make them want to hang it on their wall and hopefully have it around for their lifetime and maybe pass it down to their family members or whatever. So I encourage you to revisit this if you haven't, or if you're just starting out as an artist, try this on, try this experiment on, find an artist that you really love and try their style. Now try it in the comfort of your own studio, in the privacy of your own studio. Don't put it out there on Instagram and be like, look what I did and what I developed. Don't do that. But just do it to see what you can learn from it. What do you learn from the process? How do you deconstruct it and kind of walk it backwards to its origin point and go, oh, I see how this went together. I see how this kind of fit together. Even if you don't 100% get it, you will discover some tricks through this process. That is valuable. As long as you're not copycatting, as long as you're not putting it out there and trying to steal somebody's style, use it as a technique to get better at your own craft and develop your own voice. Nobody wants a Van Gogh 2 electric boogaloo. They want a Salad Juno numero uno. Oh boy. Anyway, so you get the idea. I hope this has been somewhat inspiring and just a nice little reminder to learn from the people who've come before us, who paved the way and, you know, things that they've learned through their 10,000 hours plus uh, to mastery, learn from them, try out some of their styles and see if you can't use that as a gateway into developing your craft more and getting yourself better. And also, you know what, just to kind of get into their head. I feel like when I'm listening to Tom Waits and I'm painting or when I'm, you know, I've done Van Gogh paintings in the past as an exercise. And, you know, you feel like you can almost tap into some energy that there was there when they were painting. And it's a beautiful feeling. So if for nothing else, do it for that. Take a trip down the rabbit hole of somebody else's experience. I guarantee you, you'll come out on the other side, a better artist. So great talking to you all. And I will see you on the next one. Tommy boy. Take us out. Listen up, everybody. Zip it up, then zoom. Here we go, damn. You know, zip, 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 zip
This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.